You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hi, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. This is on the Psalms. We're talking about Psalm 103. What a very, very potent psalm. And uh, we're only going to get to the first few verses of it because it's just so loaded with good stuff. That's what I love about the Word. Some parts of the Word are just like concentrate. You pour a little water on them and it just just explodes. And Psalm 103 is like that. So bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. David's telling us about the importance of getting a hold of your soul, making your soul give glory to God. This is a choice that you make. You you, you lead your soul. You don't let your soul lead you. You are a spirit. You're born again. You have the life of God in you, so you take charge of your soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. If you don't remember those benefits, you won't enjoy the benefits. You have to remember the benefits, and, and you, you, you can't remember them if you've never bothered to find out what they are. So the first benefit is he forgives all your iniquities, and the iniquity is the heart attitude that has to be taken out, and he gives you a brand new spirit. Here's the second one, and it's so very, very important. He heals all thy diseases, Psalm 103.3. And this was something that was presented as a benefit to go right along. It was put in the same list as uh, the forgiveness of iniquity. Some people think that healing is something that comes to some, doesn't come to others. And I agree that that is our experience. But that doesn't mean it is the covenant um, provision. And here's what I mean by that. One time... A guy came to me and he said, you believe that God wants to heal everybody? I said, yes, I do. I I do believe he wants to heal everybody. Then why isn't everybody healed? Why don't you just go knock on doors and get all these people healed? I said, I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that God wants everybody to be saved? I mean, I know you do because the Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He said, yes, that's right. I believe God wants everybody to be saved. I said, all right, you go with me when I'm getting all these people healed, and let's see if you can get every single one of them saved. Well, then that changed the game, didn't it? Because not everybody wants to be saved. Well, the truth of the matter is not everybody wants all of what's involved in being healed because a lot of people have no real desire to go to God, to really get close to God for their healing. They would like to be well, but they're not going to develop a close relationship with God to be well. And so uh, this divine healing is more than just wanting to be well. It's about wanting to fully take advantage of what you know Christ bought for you. Listen, I, I, I want you to get this. Healing is not just something God says, you know, I think I'll put healing in my covenant. That, that, that's not at all how it works. Healing is something that Jesus had to bleed and die for. He had to suffer for this. And I'm going to turn your attention to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. And um, this is talking about our Lord and about what He did uh, to die for our sins. I'll start reading with verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. In other words, when Jesus began to suffer 
at the last part of his life, uh, the people of Israel turned away from him. And then it goes on to say in verse 4, Surely he hath borne our griefs and has carried our sorrows. Uh, This means sicknesses, diseases. He's carried our pains is what the scripture says. Surely he's borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. That means pain in Hebrew. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. Now listen to verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Now this is interesting to me, that in the purchase of iniquity being forgiven and the purchase of forgiveness of sins, there is thrown into the same process, they're inseparable, it all happened at the same time, this purchase of our healing. With his stripes we are healed. So God made this a part and parcel of his redemptive package So this idea that God wants to heal people, it's not just something that he said, okay, I think I'll throw this into the the, the basket of goodies. Uh, that, That isn't how it happened. Christ had to pay a horrible, horrible price in order for this to be made available to us. And it happened when he was scourged. It is with his stripes we're healed. Uh, the Pontius Pilate uh, didn't want to crucify Jesus. He, he, he didn't believe that Jesus was guilty of the things that were being said about him. But he also was wanting to deflect the criticism of the, the mob that had come to him demanding the death of Jesus. And so he did something that, that, that he felt like might bring some sympathy for Jesus. He had him scourged. And when the Romans scourged a prisoner, it was not a beating like the Jews did. The Jews did give corporal beatings, a beating that would uh, teach you a lesson and so forth. But the Roman scourging very often caused the victim to die. And so uh, Pilate had him scourged. And, and when, when they scourged someone with the Roman whip, they, they tied little bits of glass or stone or an animal bone in the bottom of the whip, and then they put lead weights in the bottom because you swing just a series of leather straps, and it's very possible that 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 some of those leather straps miss or they don't actually or they fold up they 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 come in a stack against your back, but when they have lead weights in the bottom, every one of them finds its mark, and that's why there was bruising on the Lord. He had been hit by the palms of people's hands, but he's also bruised with the lead weights in the whip. He was bruised for our iniquities, and with his stripes we were healed uh this beating with this whip was designed uh, to, to take a person to the, the, the threshold of death. And that's what Pilate did. And then when he brought Jesus back in to the mob, he said, behold the man, look at the guy. And they had no mercy on him. They continued all the more, crucify him, crucify him. So he was both scourged and crucified. But it was in this process of scourging that he was paying for our diseases. And the suffering was just absolutely horrible. So this is not just some heavenly pronouncement or some thing that that God wanted to be generous with. It, It came at an awful, awful price. 
Now, it was a part of the benefit package that goes all the way back to uh, the first learning of the covenant by the covenant people. In other words, when they first began to learn about the covenant, um, and, and Moses began to teach the people. And, and you got to understand the restoration of what God wanted to do in the plan of salvation involves three people, Abraham, David, and Moses. And Abraham gives us the chosen land, the chosen people. Uh, Moses gives us redemption. And then he starts writing and gives us revelation. And of course, David gives us worship and war. And uh, he's a warrior. So, so anyway, we've got these three. But Moses' job was to bring people out of Egypt and to rescue them. That was his re- the redemption. And, and part of that redemption was healing. And then he revealed it to them as part of the blessing of their covenant. So here it is. Here is Exodus fifteen twenty six. If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do what is right in His sight and will give ear to His commandments... You got to listen in order for this to take root in you. Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And and it really, it, it it probably should say because Hebrew had an idea here that we don't see in, in our language uh, that that word put could be I will permit I'm going to permit this to happen and God permitted diseases to come on the Egyptians in other words He permitted them to suffer after their unclean habits and their filth and so forth He permitted them to suffer with certain diseases because of what they'd done uh, I am the Lord that healeth thee and. I am Jehovah Rapha. It's a covenant name. It's compound covenant name of God. Jehovah being the name of the redemptive God and Rapha is about a healer. And so I, I am the Lord that healeth thee. It's a part of who God is. And it was revealed to them when they first began to learn about their covenant God. And it's explained in all of the Old Testament scriptures. So this is an amazing benefit that we have. And so when Jesus comes to preach and to minister, he unloads this amazing, generous flow of healing power. And I'm going to read you one little story here. And this is one of my favorite, favorite stories of Jesus healing in all of the Bible. Here it is in Mark's Gospel, chapter 1. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him. That means he's kind of begging. And he kneels down to him and he says to him, if you will, you can make me clean. <laughs> oh, man. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand. Nobody touched lepers, but Jesus did. And he takes his hand and he presses it into that leprous face. He touched him and he said to him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. He's a healing God. You know, I've been told this thing all of my life. Whenever I start doing something, don't get that started. If you get that started, you'll have to continue that the rest of your life. You'll have to keep that up. You ever hear that? That's how Jesus started. Jesus healed at the start. He got started with healing. And 
people came to expect him to heal. Because it's who he is. He got it started and everybody expected it. And that's why the leper came and said, if you will, you can make me clean. Because they knew Jesus had God's hand and they know something about God, even though they may not have experienced it all the time. They still knew God's good. God wants to heal. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. Well, that's all the time I've got for today. But we'll pick this up next week. I promise you, we're not done with this psalm yet. There's a whole lot more good stuff here. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.